so we, we just go. There's no fucking intro. I'll do the intro later. Maybe we can do it afterwards. Who knows? But all right. So I'm here with uh, Justin Clark, uh, professional MMA fighter, uh, one of a good friend of mine, and we've known each other for a while now. Um, today we'll talk about just what strength means to you, uh, what you got going on in your life, and uh, what kind of insights that you might have that can you know help somebody who's watching this and uh, maybe want to get their shit together or just hear a different perspective because I think uh, everybody has a unique perspective when it comes to fitness and strength and health and uh, I think everybody has something to offer for that so why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself so Justin Clark professional MMA fighter I'm uh, currently 3-0 and getting ready for my next fight on March 21st in Atlantic City at the Hard Rock Hotel in the Estes Arena and uh, I've been fighting since 2012 I had my first amateur fights been wrestling my whole life and uh, yeah that's pretty much it that's that's brief in a nutshell huh yeah that's it just fight man <laughs> so the sound will be a little bit better once this heat kicks off because it didn't want to hit the button off so uh, bear with us anyways um so you've been fighting a while now um, wrestled in high school give us a little bit of background with that like what was your uh, what was your indoctrination to uh, wrestling so I moved here to Long Branch from Queens in 1998, I believe. And uh, first person I met, my best friend still to this day, comes from a wrestling family. Uh, we'd be in the front yard, he'd be beating the piss out of me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I had no idea what was going on. I asked my mom if I could wrestle. She never wanted me to. She was afraid I was going to get hurt because I was a baby. And uh, I asked and asked and asked. One day I brought paperwork home. She goes, no. Brought home the next day, no. The next day, no. The next day she goes... Persistent little son of a bitch, huh? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The next day she was like, ask your father. So I waited for my dad to get home from work. Ran up to him with the paperwork. He was like, sure. Signed it. Run into the garage. I hear my dad go into the house and I hear her screaming from the back room. You were supposed to say no. He's going to get hurt. So uh, got the paperwork signed. Handed it in. Started wrestling. And uh, my mother loves wrestling more than I do now. Yes, if anybody knows Justin, they probably know his mother. Um, social media post, that's my boy, is always the comment. Um, right. In the fights that he's, he's been in, I've been to, it's that's my boy. So she's very, very proud of her son, which is, which is cool. Because uh, I think once, uh, once that ball started rolling, she just was like, all right, I got to get behind you and not in front of you, yep. which, is, uh, which is very helpful um, in any endeavor, I think. Yeah, and she's super supportive. Mm -hmm. uh, she helps me out dieting if uh, I'm running low on funds because, you know, as a – Coming, fighter coming up it's rough you're working you're training you're trying to balance everything but it gets tough at times and if i need some extra cash for food or if she goes out to the supermarket she'll just call me but hey i picked up some chicken picked up some greens come pick them up so she's really supportive and really yeah. helpful very helpful that's cool so in wrestling how was high school wrestling for you were you did you kind of take to it immediately or is it a was it a steep learning curve so i started wrestling when i was younger than that and uh my first year Get a little bit closer here. My first year wrestling for Long Branch, I uh, I got hurt halfway through the season pretty good. I blew my knee out for the first time in sixth grade and uh, had surgery, recovered, therapy all summer long. Next year I came back with a vengeance, and uh, that's when it kind of clicked and it just took off for me. And so what? Um, I'm going to assume you had some moment where the injury happened and you had a choice, right? It was, you know – Rehab surgery sucks. I don't want to do the same more. Rehab surgery sucks. I want to do better next year. What was the 
if you can remember, obviously it's a long time ago, but was there some kind of definitive moment where you were like, fuck this? No, not really. Okay. Um, I got super lucky. My uh, physical therapist was a wrestler uh, growing up. So a part of my physical therapy was me and him wrestling in the middle of his office. Uh, okay. Clearly he's letting me win because mm-hmm. I was tiny, but it just kept me going. Okay. And then uh, some new shoes came out and I was like, I want to wrestle in those. <laughs> so that kept me going next year, bought the shoes and uh, took off. The gear, the gear's got to be there for sure. Especially <laughs> yep. when you're a kid, it's, it's so important to look good when you're doing what you're doing. Absolutely. And then you look back at it, you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. Now, get my mom to spend money on Jordans or wrestling shoes for that matter or whatever it may be. That, well, I never really was into clothes. No. Uh, most expensive shoes I've ever owned in my entire life were a pair of wrestling shoes. Okay. So. And how much did they cost? Them? $225. Wow. <laughs> and you wore them for what, three months a year? I, no, I wrestle, year? wrestle year round. I, okay. I have those shoes still to this day. They still fit you? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, I, t- I, I paid 220 for these fuckers. I'm not giving them up. And they were hideous. They're like highlighter yellow. Oh, they're so bad. <laughs> and I hated them. Oh, boy. That's funny. Um, all right. So fast forward. High school wrestling went well for you? Yeah, high school wrestling went real well. Real okay. well. Um, high school team was really good. We were number one in the state my senior year and number 15 in the country. Uh, so, again, time- any of you guys know Long Branch is very um, very good wrestling for a long time now. They've always been known for their wrestling. So you were part of that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was part of that. We won the state championship for the first time in I don't even know how many years. Long, long time okay. when I was there. Okay. So we were two-time state champs. We were like, I think, 56-1 and one in two years, and that just just like the family vibe. Like, we would go in the room. We grew up all wrestling together. Mm-hmm. So no matter what we were doing, there was always some form of wrestling. We would go to practice <laughs> after school. If there was no match – we would go to rec practice. If there was no rec practice, we'd go to club practice. All our parents would carpool. So we're doing two days every single day since I was in sixth grade. And what'd that do for you mindset wise, you think? I I mean, you, you obviously loved it. So it wasn't yeah. like you were, you were forcing yourself to. Um, I never thought of it as work because, like, like I said, on the weekends, on Saturdays, we'd go to recreation matches and then we'd pick whose house we're going to. One okay. of the friends, we'd all go there have a sleepover and what are we doing at the sleepover clearing out the couches wrestling in the living room my my mom used to sit in the kitchen and use the microwave as a timer while we're all going to town and beating the hell out of each other in the living room (laughs) that's good wholesome that's good wholesome fun keeps you guys out of trouble good you know too yep um all right so when it comes to training you know which part of training do you like which part of training do you hate i hate when i let myself get out of shape Okay. And I am, and I have to get back into shape to get ready for something. Okay. So like, it took me a really long time to realize that. We had this like, conversation before. Yeah, we've had this conversation many times. <laughs> I have trouble staying motivated, but mm-hmm. recently, just like in the last few weeks, this fight camp has been, it was rough for a little bit. I got sick in the middle of the fight camp. I had to push through it, but I don't know what it is. Something clicked in my head and movement is life. Yeah. You stop, you die. And that's true in the cage and that's true in real life. Okay. And now finally I'm getting that and. I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop at all. Well, I certainly agree with that. Um, what do you think was the was the shift for you? Like just getting, you I mean, did you have to get beat up, uh, you know, 10, 10, 10, 20 times to be like, okay, I, I got to stop doing this camp mentality where you get in shape and then you're out of shape because you're just being lazy and then back in shape and that kind of, that, that big wave uh, shift. And so now you're just kind of easing along like a nice, uh, Nice lazy river. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I went to the gym. Uh, 
asked me to spar with uh, Lance Palmer. I don't know if you guys know him, but he's the uh, PFL champion two-time. He won the million-dollar purse. He was getting ready for a fight. I'm supposed to be in fight camp, and I am not in shape at all. I gave him two rounds, and uh, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> and then that's when I was like, you know what? I got to stop doing this. I have to always be in shape. If I get a call last minute, I want to be able to hop on that fight immediately. Yeah. I always, I just want to stay active. And so who's somebody you look at that is a, is a fighter, I guess, because that's obviously your, um, your wheelhouse. Um, who, who's a fighter that you might look up to that's always in shape, always ready to go? There's a couple guys. Uh, my favorite fighter is Cowboy, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Okay. He's always going. Right. I'm pretty sure he had the record for most fights in one year. I think it was like six, six fights in a year. He fought, thir- he fought 13 days in, like, he fought 13 days off and then fought again before because right. he was in shape. He's mm-hmm. ready to go. Also, uh, I trained with Frankie Edgar. When I was younger, I was, I was such a hater. <laughs> such, because, like, I, I remember I'm in bed, I'm sick, Ultimate Fighter 1 comes on, and I'm like, what is this? I can't get out of bed. I'm watching it, and it's insane. I just kept watching, kept watching, kept watching. The finale, Forrest Griffin, Stefan Bonner, war, yeah. bloodbath. These guys gave it everything they had and then some. And I saw that, and I was like, I want that. I want something like that. So, like, I didn't – obviously, Frankie wasn't fighting yet, and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I got better. I had my dad take me to Sports Authority, bought some little half-finger gloves mm-hmm. that were, like, some bullshit. And – uh I just started learning from then. I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade, and oh wow, okay. I started watching videos, trying to do jujitsu. I already had wrestling, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm just I was interested in it, so I started like kind of dabbling in boxing and jujitsu. Then Frankie comes along, and I was super hater, super jealous. I'm like, oh, I wanted to be that guy from yeah, Jersey. Okay. I wanted to, <laughs> but I trained with him now, and he's a legend, and he's like nicest guy ever. He's really inspirational. But Frankie is always working. It doesn't matter if he's just shadow boxing. Or if he's hitting a bag or if he's going to practice, he could fight. If he's good, a week later, he's back in the gym getting yeah. ready to rock and roll. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's had quite the impressive career. I mean, he's been through some battles, right? I yeah, mean, he's been through some wars. Very cool. He's got the biggest heart out of anybody in the, in the MMA world. I don't care. Frankie's got one of the biggest hearts. <laughs> he's awesome. He's all heart. And so you saw that sixth grade, you're dabbling. Uh, at what point did you really start taking it seriously? Um, I think... I think it's just being annoying. Yeah, there you go. that's better. I think, uh, I think when I was in my senior year mm-hmm. or something like that, I'm not really sure. One of my friends from school, his older brother, was an amateur fighter at the time, and I started just you know going to train with them, learning a little bit, not much, just here and there whenever I could. And then I uh, went to school, got hurt, came home, and it just. That was it. I didn't really want to be at school. I wanted to do something else. It's, mm-hmm. That wasn't my path. I just. I, st- I found fighting. There was a, it's actually funny story how I actually started really going. There was a wrestling gym that opened up in Long Branch. They asked me to help coach, so I did. Okay. And they also had jujitsu. And that's where I met my first coach, Dave Perez. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just took me under his wing, never asked me for anything, taught me everything mm-hmm. he knew. And uh, I trained for about a year with him. And then I did my first. My first fight, it was actually a tournament. It was WKA, so it was World Kickboxing Association, but it was their MMA division. Okay. And it was a national tournament, and uh, I fought three times in two days and ended up winning. How was that? It was intense. Yeah, I bet. It was real intense. Uh, I didn't cut weight as an amateur, so I just fought 155. I basically didn't eat dinner the night before, and I was good. Oh. So I'm fighting some bigger guys. Was that was that more beneficial, you think, in the tournaments? That, and, um 
in that kind of setting where you're not cutting weight because obviously those guys are down how long, you know 10 20 pounds easy right yeah. when you're cutting weight so they they have to they have to maintain that weight throughout the tournament is that how it works no we just weighed in once <laughs> oh, weighed in on friday okay. fought saturday and sunday so that, yeah that was really hard okay yeah, so in the, i was thinking they had to weigh in before every fight and make sure they were still within some sort of range no no okay. once you weigh in you're good to go all right and uh the first kid i fought with is he was like he had maybe like three inches on me but he was jacked <laughs> and shredded out of his mind and I walk in the cage, he comes in the cage, and he's got, it's just me, my coach, and one of my friends down there. And this guy has his entire team down there. I walk in the cage, and they do the whole 300 thing. They're like, oh, uh, oh, okay. oh, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and so, he threw, the first punch he threw, get out of there. That was it. it was, he landed clean, and I ended up, I ended up winning the fight. Mm-hmm. I, I used my wrestling, but it was a it was a wake up call. Like this isn't sparring. That was the first time I've been hit like that hard, that mm-hmm. clean, and I was. <laughs> I think a lot of people would take that wake up call and just be like, "Okay, I'm going home." Yeah, you know. So that's uh, that, that's certainly a nice little uh, test of memory there, and be like, "Okay, yeah, this is serious, and I'm definitely going the right way." Yeah, you know, yeah, the whole fight, f- flight, or freeze, and you you fought. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, I was gonna say like you you mentioned the guy was jacked and ripped. Um, that doesn't necessarily make you a better fighter. No. But if you're holding less body fat, that means you're holding on to more muscle. So when you make weight, you're just that much more, you have much more going for you, right? As yeah. far as that goes. Exactly. So, so you know, we see if there's fighters you're looking at, you guys, you guys watch a UFC and stuff, and you see somebody who's, I don't know, 200 pounds, and they're kind of sloppy 200, and you see a guy who's 200 and jacked and ripped and, t- and whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, he just he's holding on much more muscle, so he's got more things to use as far as an arsenal goes. Does that sound somewhat feasible? Uh, I think so. And also, the more muscle you have, the more water you hold. So right. You can cut more water. Ah, okay. Another good. I didn't so know that. So he yeah. was bigger yeah. than sure. normal, right. you know? So. Okay. And so, and so when, you come, when you come back from a cut, how much water are you losing? How much water are you putting back on, you think? Uh, it depends. I fight 135. Uh, I usually, sometimes... Seldomly, I'll get up to like 175. Okay. Um, I try to walk around around 160, 165, but uh, I usually diet down to around 148, 147, and then from there I do a five-day water load to get me down to weight for weigh-in. What's that diet consist of? Is it really specialized, crazy? So uh, thank God I got a, I had a lot of good teammates mm-hmm. and uh, they helped me out big time. Uh, Marlon Marias used to train with us. He's a UFC fighter top five in the world he uh he helped me out big time he's a 35er but he's also very big i'm taller than him mm-hmm. but he's thick he's a lot of muscle his legs are one of his legs are two of mine we all know i have uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm walking on pool noodles oh, but man. um yeah so he helped me out big time he uh he got his water loading protocol and his dieting from the ufc performance institute and he kind of helped me out with that and he showed me the way to do it he sent it he sent them to me and I uh, just, you know, kind of plugged in my numbers and everything, and it, it, it's like magic. Mm-hmm. It's science when you do it right, and it's like, it's pretty strict. Like, I, I only eat at certain times before training sessions and then after, and, you know, I have to drink a lot of water, so I'm, like, doing at least a gallon a day to prep myself for the water load. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of greens, a lot of protein. I usually eat my carbs before a workout, about 45 minutes before a workout to get me through the workout. Okay. And then after I just replace mm-hmm. and rest up and do it again for the next session. 
And so the most part, it's, it's probably more of a caloric deficit yeah. type thing. Okay, so it's not any like keto this, low carb that. No, anything it's just crazy like you're hearing on the internet nowadays. And for the most part, you're eating regular food. Just regular food. It's it's eat food, drink water, and work your ass off. <laughs> okay, that's what it is. So there's no like big secret. You're saying. There's no big secret. No. <laughs> okay, cool. Because <laughs> obviously, you know, in what I do for a living, that's all I hear about is, what if I do this? What if I cut this out? And it's like, well. How much are you eating, first and foremost? And it's like, oh, well, let's just cut that down a little bit and work on point number two. But yeah, I there was... There you go, from a pro fighter, guys. Cut the calories it. a little bit. Work a little harder. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um, so the fight's March 21st, which is just a little under a month away. Um, how are you feeling about it? I'm ready to rock and roll, man. Okay. I, I feel good. This is one of the best camps I've had in a long time. What makes a camp a good camp? Um... It, uh, different different things. Uh, two fights ago, you you were there. I mm-hmm. fought with the flu. Right. I got sick in the middle of fight camp, and I usually get sick during fight camp, and I, I never knew what it was. And I got super sick right the week before the fight. I was in bed all week, didn't train once. The only training I did was the Saturday before the fight. I sparred three rounds, and that was rough. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a tough fight for you, man. That was uh, you definitely were were hurting as far as the way you were. Your, your energy went, you yeah. know. I mean, not, I mean, obviously you won the fight, but it was a battle more so than it probably would have been if you were a little bit uh, yeah, but more I on think, the weather. I think I needed that too because mm. now I know. I know I can take a shot. I know I can fight under fire. I know I could, you know, deal with the pressure. Mm-hmm. I know if I'm hurt, I'm not going to stop. Well, can, can, I mean, you, well, for, for obviously people maybe may have not seen the fight, maybe I can get a clip of it and put it within this thing would be kind of cool, but. Again, I'm not that technical savvy, you know, <laughs> and it takes me a long time to figure this shit out, but I will. Um, the last, what, 45 seconds, 30 yeah. seconds of the fight? Uh, it was about 40 seconds left. All right. Walk us through that, because that was, from my perspective and from the spectator perspective, was fucking awesome. Because <laughs> there was, wasn't much time left, and you knew there wasn't much left, and you just emptied the tank, and it was go big or go home. It was all those cliche words that you could think of. It was, I'm getting after it. I don't give a fuck what happens. So walk us through that. So third round, I don't know if I'm winning the fight or if I'm losing. I knew I got at least one round, and I, d- I didn't know if it was the first or the second, but he kept coming forward. I was hitting that kid with everything, and I hear my coach scream, 40 seconds. I take a deep breath as I'm circling off the cage. I'm like, all right, it's go time. You know, who, who won? Don't know yet. Right. Let's do it. So I just knuckled up, bit down on my mouthpiece, charged forward, staying smart, obviously not doing anything dumb to, mm-hmm. to hurt, to get hurt, or to lose the fight in the last couple seconds, but I was trying to put him away, man. Like it, it, We were standing there swanging and banging for 14 minutes and like 20 seconds. Yeah. Uh, it's go time now. I'm bleeding, can't breathe out of my nose, everything's messed up, and I just bit down and went for it. Uh, you're going to finish me or I'm going to finish you because I don't know who's winning right now. Right. Luckily, I got the split decision, but I learned my lesson. Nah, don't fight with the flu. <laughs> but I just, I, everybody's there. I worked my ass off for months. All my friends and family are there. I, well, I'm, I'm going to correct you. It's not months you worked your ass off for. It's years. years. We're talking yes. about a long, yes. long time building Sorry. this up. So yep. it's definitely got to give yourself a little more uh, right, so respect yeah. than that. Because, again, people hear this shit, and they, don't, they live in fucking Fantasy Island. We, yeah. we talked to a guy a couple weeks ago about this. <laughs> It takes a long time to get to where you're at, and you've worked really hard throughout your career, throughout your high school career, through middle school, whatever. When you started doing this stuff, it's been a long time, and you put a lot of work into it. So 
I don't want to discount that at all. I'm just saying months. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was I was thinking about that the other day. I was actually talking to somebody about it yesterday that, like, everybody sees the fights. Everybody, like, they, they cheer for you. They're excited for you when you're fighting, but they don't see mm-hmm. what you're doing in the gym every day. Yeah. How do you get ready for a fight? You fight. Right. It's the only way to get ready for a fight. I'm going in there fighting. You're seeing 15 minutes. You're not seeing the thousands of hours. So, 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 so what you're saying is I can't just watch it on TV and be ready to fight? I have to actually do it. No. Oh, yep, oh, yep, right. exactly. I'm sorry, I get confused <laughs> So Justin was here last night doing a run, run jump rope. What else were you doing? It was run, jump, sweat. It was a little car, uh, cardio workout, a little weight control workout I, uh, I like to do. Sweat and pouring sweat everywhere. And it was, uh, you know, yeah, people, I always like seeing that kind of stuff because, you know, we have, we have some people here who are obviously trying to get in shape and lose weight and all that stuff, and then they see somebody just dialed in to their training and you know you 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 sent me message can i go by gym and use the air rounds and of course it's kind of a, a selfish reason too because i want people to see pure focus too you know what i mean i think that's uh it's, it's good for them to realize that you're just a regular dude too but you're on another level because you worked hard to get there but you're focused to get to the next level you know i mean I, there's looks on people's faces i'm like yeah well that's what that's what dialed in looks like for for a goal for a purpose. So, I think people can learn a lot from that kind of stuff. So, what's uh, fitness mean to you as far as or strength mean to you as far as um, obviously training is important to you, um, unless you like getting your ass beat, you know. Nobody likes getting their right. ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> but what's strength mean to you as far as that goes? Like, what do you think of when you're like strength? It's the first thing that comes to mind. Durability. Hmm. I got to be durable. For what I do, we're literally throwing bones at each other as hard as we can. Right. Got to be durable. Durability also comes with endurance is part of strength. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says. Oh no, yeah, totally. Like, you, oh, I I can run a mile. All right, run a mile with this on your back. You can't do that. All right, well, right. it's a, it's a whole nother thing. Fighting's basically it's a 15 minute sprint, and what people don't think about is if I'm stronger, I'm in better shape, I have better cardio, I'm more durable. I can think. I can process shit easier in the in the cage i'm not thinking i'm just reacting because right. i don't have to worry about my body failing me i forget who i think it was maybe Patton said this quote um that fatigue make makes cowards of us all that's right and, and it makes sense because you're, you're 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 dying you're hoping and you can't process what's going on your brain's too worried about getting more air in because you're about ready to pass out but exactly. when you're in when your endurance is up your cardio is up your durability is up strength's up it makes it that much easier to kind of just do what you got to do and yeah. be able to think and move and do what you got to do. And in some other sports, like, obviously, you don't have to be in the best shape for some other sports, but why not? Why not be in the best shape you can be so you can perform at whatever sport, whether it's bowling or <laughs> tennis? or Why not be in the best shape you can be in to perform at the highest level? Yeah. Like, especially well, in, like, fighting. Fighting's like it's like solving a puzzle, and as soon as you find the piece that fits that hole, you pick it up, you got to put it in, but that piece changed shape. Right. And now you have to adapt. Yeah. So if you're trying to focus on breathing, not getting hit, staying, not tr- staying tired, and then you're trying to figure this guy out what he's doing, something's going to happen because right. we're both trained equally. Whoever fucks up first, that's who's, that's who's getting hurt. Right. So. Yeah, I think, um, I think all sports needs a form of endurance. Think about like golfing, like tournaments. They're like three, four days long, right? And they're obviously not under duress but they're walking on the course or whatever or a bowler is doing a tournament like the guy who can throw balls all day long not thinking about shit because he's like i'm not even tired i'm good i can keep going he's probably gonna have an easier time winning that tournament than the guy who's 
chugging beers and doing whatever. I mean, yeah, we have our outliers, unfortunately, that people like, yeah, I wouldn't be like this guy. Just get all <laughs> banged up and bold, but it's, uh, it's important. So you enjoy fitness? I do. Which is, which, what's your favorite aspect of fitness? Because <laughs> we've had some good workouts together, for sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. There's, there's a lot to it, but I like to... I like doing stuff that scares me. I don't know. That's just me. So whatever I do, so I take it to a workout. When you're that tired, when everything hurts that much, it's not scary for every, like for some people, but I, I want to push myself until breaking point pretty much. You have that little seed of doubt that yeah. sprouts a little bit under those, under those conditions. And you're like, you think to yourself, like, am I going to like pass out or? Yeah fall over or I try whatever. to yeah I try to I try to pass out I, I haven't seen I've never seen anybody pass out yet I always hear I'm gonna pass out but I've never seen it yet no I tried to like mm -hmm. I that's I try to push myself as hard as I possibly can obviously not every day I can do that fighting's right. rough I'm hurt sometimes I'm a little sore I'm stiff I'm this and that I have previous injuries but if I'm good if I'm feeling good I'm trying to kill myself okay so you so you do that when you're feeling good how about when you're not feeling good what's the what's the strategy with that Got to do it anyway. But, but, Go, you're, not, but you're not going 100%. I'm, I'm not going 100%. Okay. And uh, you're really good at that. I'll come in. I'll tell you, I'm not feeling good today. I'm not like this this past Tuesday. Right. I wasn't feeling good. I was super beat up. I'm super sore. Camp's coming down to an end. I'm right there. I was. I got in here. I felt horrible. We just went through the motions. We moved. We lifted a little tiny bit but just moving getting the body going mm -hmm. again once again movement is life mm -hmm. and after that i left here i felt amazing and i went to the gym i sparred money all worked out that's good all so worked out. that's important again another important lesson in perspective from somebody who does it on a regular basis is every day can't be 100 percent because you're probably not going to have it left and to be honest the average person may have a 100 percent day once a week if they're lucky you know, let's be honest, uh, in order to get to that level of training, you need to train a lot and build a big base. And I think that, uh, I think it's easy to let, to see people just kind of come in and, and, they, and they start doing something and they go too hard out of the gate and then they break themselves. Not maybe, maybe not necessarily physically, but mentally it's like, well, I'm, I'm crushed. I can barely even walk today. It's like, well, you, you fucking did it wrong. Yeah. You know, so that's great perspective. I think that's important. Um, so March 21st um, at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic Hard, City. Hard Rock. It was a nice place, actually. A really cool venue. Yeah. It's the um, uh, Estes Arena. I think it seats about 10,000 people. Oh, is, is it is the same one as last time? Or yep. it, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a good sized place for sure. Um, a couple more little simple questions and then we'll, and then we'll call it. Anything you want to elaborate or talk on? Anything that's, that's weighing on your mind that you think people need to hear or you just want to? get your points out no no i'm not, I'm just, not, just I'm not here. super good on the spot i can no, talk okay. i can answer just <laughs> and uh no no nothing i can think of right now really um right. maybe you ask me a couple questions i'll be able to help you out <laughs> no so well I, I have my little question i ask everybody but um you know for the most part it's obviously fitness based but what um what is uh, how has fitness changed your life being in shape you know, obviously in the ring, it's, it has to, has to be there, but elsewhere. I, I don't know, man, that yeah. it's, it's, it just, it's been a part of my life for so long that 
I don't know. I was never the kid to stay inside and play video games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had video games, played them for like an hour, never played them again. Right. I'm o- I was always outside climbing trees, r- skateboarding, biking, like doing some wrestling in somebody's front yard, playing football. I never, never wanted to just sit down and do I get bored. I can't. I'm like a ferret on crystal meth. I got to keep going, <laughs> just constantly moving. Okay. And like it's just fitness has been a part of my life for so long that like now I found wrestling like it just it took off from there I was like right. and what so what really got pushed me over that edge was I just remember this I'm cutting weight for states when I was in eighth grade I qualified for states I'm cutting weight with one of my teammates and his older brother was a wrestler and we go down in his basement he's got some wrestling mats they're all layered up sweatshirt sweatpants and his brother's just here yelling at us doubles drilling doubles back and forth high crotch drilling them back and forth all right do 50 push-ups 10 sit-ups squats all right back to it jump rope back and forth for like an hour and a half and it was hot as hell in that basement (laughs) and then he goes push-ups and I just stop and he's like what are you doing I was like I can't go anymore I'm tired he goes I don't give a fuck if you're tired keep going you can keep going and I literally thought I couldn't go anymore nobody's ever pushed me like that before and I pushed through it and that day I was like so I'm not going to break. Mm. And it was like a drug. Every time I work out now, I'm chasing that. Like, I can't go anymore. Keep but going. Keep going. Right. That's awesome. That's, uh, I think, uh, you know, what, what, with what we do in training, it's, it's nice to know you have that gear back there. It's always there for a reserve because you've tested it so many times. Um, and I think, that, I think that's why I like doing this stuff so much because you can see people making that breakthrough. Um, sometimes they fall back on their their default bitchdom yeah <laughs> <laughs> bitch assness uh, but but that's okay it's part of the game we have our days that are bad but hopefully the good ones are they outweigh those but that's uh that's a good it, it's interesting that you can pull up that specific scenario that's like that's ex- this happened and like that changed my viewpoint on the whole forever every yeah. time i see him i talk about that really? workout because it just literally like That's when so i tell funny. you i was hurting really really bad i've never done that it was like my first time actually cutting weight i think mm-hmm. i had to cut like seven pounds of water but when you wrestle when you're wrestling 105 seven pounds of water yeah. is a lot and uh i got it done and never looked back from there i loved it man like the feeling uh like the feeling of after you're done something like that like i almost quit but i got myself to get through it yeah that's like one of the best feelings ever because you set your mind to something, you worked for it, and, and you did it. Yeah. That's pretty sick. I like it. A um, couple more little things. Um, hmm. So as you get older and what you're doing, I mean, obviously you're, you're not old, but, you know, you've been doing what you're doing a long time. What's changed as far as um, as far as your approach to uh, fitness and training? Like what's uh, – you're obviously a little more – I mean, we, we talked about Tuesday. You're more attuned to how you're feeling and a little more listening to that. Would you elaborate on that a little bit? More is not better. (laughs) Better is better. Okay. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been super hurt and just pushed through it and made it worse. And then just kept pushing and made it worse and kept, but like I went to a, I, I went to this recovery place and they're like, so any injuries right now? And I'm, trying to think <laughs> I can't tell because right. everything always hurts and like don't beat your body up if you're not feeling like especially with me if I'm not feeling it that's the day I'm gonna get hurt right so I'm just gonna cruise through the practice or I'll let my partner know hey, I'm a little flat today or whatever but 
Yeah, it sucks, but just keep moving. Don't ever stop. Like, if I'm super sore, I'm not just going to sit on the couch because right. I'll be even more sore when I get up. Keep moving. Keep walking. You go for a bike ride. You go do whatever. Just don't stop because once you stop, you're like, on your like way a back tin man down. sitting in a, yeah. in a rain in the woods. Exactly. The rust comes up. No, that, I think that's a that's a, a really good point because, I mean, I've definitely learned the hard way over the years. You know, it's like just keep moving, do what you can do that day. But so when you have it, when you're feeling good, you 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 turn it up. When I'm feeling good, because right. you, you want to take advantage of how that exactly. Feels. And now, uh, this is this is my. I mean, obviously, I've been around enough and seen enough. But a person in in your elite fitness level at what you do, obviously, you're a professional fighter, you're not fucking slouch when it comes to training and, and being in shape um how many days out of a month are really good days <laughs> i'm gonna assume not too many like perfect days <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> yeah perfect days i give it maybe about three okay another great insight from somebody who's been doing it a long time because most days are what most days i'm getting beat up i'm doing stuff wrong i like i'm out of it i'm not feeling it I, my brain's not working with my body. Okay. Like it's just everything. <laughs> and these are really important things. Again, just for anybody. I mean, fighters, people, regular ass people need to understand that it's not always going to feel good and be good and <laughs> rainbows and shit. Like it's like the weather here in Jersey. It fact, sucks. Last weekend was not a good time. As you uh, can see, it was one of those days where I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> oh, All right. Very cool. Um, so March 21st, um, you have tickets available. I mean, if anybody sees it and wants tickets, they can reach out to you. I can link up your, Yep. Stuff if you have some left by that time, but you usually uh, get rid of them pretty uh, quick. Yeah, I usually sell out pretty quick, but I've got a couple left. Uh, CFFC 82, also on UFC Fight Pass. Okay, cool. And if you and you guys who are members here at the gym, I can definitely get, I can rally up some tickets too, because I'll, I'll be going with some people as well. Um, it's always a good time. A little stressful when you know somebody, um, train with somebody for a long time and um, seeing them in there, and you get like kind of. It's you're like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think that definitely makes it more fun when you know the person who's in there and you really want them to do well, but obviously you want them to be safe too because that's, uh, sure. that's important. Um, any other uh, plugs? Anything you want to add? I don't have anything right now, man. Uh, if any of you guys watching this um, have money laying around and want to sponsor Justin or have a company that wants to be on the back of his stuff, we can certainly put that out there. I mean, I would love to be able to be in the position, but... <laughs> <laughs> So the way my tough. bank account is set up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the way it, <laughs> what it happened was. Yeah, no, all good, man. Just, okay. Yeah, if you want sponsorship, reach out, let me know. And uh, March 21st, be there or be square. <laughs> and then uh, the goal after that, you want to you want to get a you want to get signed for. The goal after this, I'm I don't. I don't really have a goal. Right. After this, obviously the you long term goal, up. I want to keep moving up. Right. But my goal, I, I've been doing this thing lately that uh, it's been helping me a lot. Uh, instead of getting in my head and be like, All right, I got to do this today and this and this, I got to get the gym done. I set one goal. Eddie Alvarez. Love it. Eddie Alvarez taught, uh, said this to me a few months back at the gym. Talked to all of us, but it really stuck with me. Set one goal. So uh, two nights ago, I went to practice. My goal for that practice was to take everyone down at least once. I got it. Yeah. Next day, my How'd that make you feel? I was ecstatic. Goal. Awesome. I got goal it. accomplished. That's right. what I did. Okay. Well, I wanted it done. My goal the next day was take everyone down. Do not get taken down. Okay. I got taken down once, but that's it's once out of 20 good. times, yeah. Yeah. 20 different people. That's one of those shoot for the stars, hit the moon kind of thing. Exactly. All right. 
And then so, after that, um, so one goal? I set one goal every day. What am I going to do today at the gym? Or what am I going to do today with my cardio workout? What am I going to do today in training? I set one goal, and I try my hardest to hit that goal. I mean, we, we could have just did that and not even talked for how long we've been talking for. It doesn't even matter. We could have <laughs> that. Though, I mean, that's just, that's wisdom, you know, from being getting your ass kicked for a long time and understanding what is and what's really important and yeah. it's the process right it's it's having those little crumbs that you eat on a regular basis and then you become a fat fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> we don't think about that like that like so you your goal is to become there's people like this and you guys seen these shows just people who want to be the world's <laughs> fattest person they have to eat every day right they have a goal every day to eat 700 calories per meal whatever i don't know 7000 <laughs> but it's the same fucking thing yeah right your goal each individual goal is pushing you towards that vision right yep okay and it's been it's it's and changed my it's changed the way i train right like no i'm not the best fighter in the world but i i try to train like i am you know what i mean like in that moment in that, in moment. that day yeah focusing on that goal yep you shoot in you want to take me down well, you're gonna have to work for it. How, how much has that helped your training out? And, and like, as far as your, as far as your training is out, like, like since you're focused so much on that and not tedious bullshit that doesn't really matter at that point in time. Like, I want to be, I, I, I want to win this fight March 21st, and you're focusing on that instead of focusing on the present. Like, how much more has it helped your training? Focus on that, on that little goal you set. It helps my training out a lot because uh, not many people know this. I'm terrified of fighting. I'm scared of fighting, but I love I love it because <laughs> I I like doing. It's more of like I'm I don't know, but I also I'm, said it before. I said you like doing things that uh, yeah scare I, li you. I like doing things that scare me. And what's what's scarier than getting locked in a cage with another guy yeah, who's I mean, trained that's, just that's, as much as you? That's top five. You're pretty much naked. Yeah, and you guys are going in there bearing your soul, throwing bones, trying to take each other's heads off. It's terrifying. Mm -hmm. So thinking of, instead of thinking of the fight, mm -hmm. I'm thinking of my goal that day right? and uh, what I'm going to do, what weight I want to be by the time I get home. All right, I go to the gym, I'm not getting taken down, and then I'm going to go do my cardio. I want to be X amount of pounds by tonight. I think about all that stuff, so I don't have to focus too much on the fight, get in my own head. Because when I do that, I start to think of what they're going to do, right. not what I'm going to do. I'm focused on me. You yeah. know? That's, uh, obviously, you're focused. Again, this, this is all like... You guys have heard me say shit like this. You've read it. You've watched YouTube videos. It's the, the, the principle is like the gospel. You know what I mean? Like you're focused on the shit you can control yeah, and not the shit you can't control. And it's really as simple as that. Exactly. It's not. I mean, it, it, I think we, I don't know what it is with society makes it out to be some kind of like secret formula. Like, no, and just it, focus on what you can, you can, you can control and what you can't. Don't worry about it. It doesn't, it doesn't get easier. Mm -hmm. Nothing's going to change. Right. You just have to think of it differently. Every night I get home from the gym, I sit down on the couch, and uh, the wheels start turning. Mm -hmm. I start getting goosebumps, start getting super nervous, butterflies. I'm like, did I do enough today? Mm -hmm. Is he running harder than I am? Did he train longer than I did? Did he do this better? Then I'm like, shut up. I wake up the next morning. I remember what I thought about the night before. I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, let's go. He ain't training harder than me today, and I train even harder. And then I get home at night again, and I'm like, 
was that enough? <laughs> Should I keep going? Should I go run again? Like it, it just. <laughs> it's uh, you're you're slaying the dragon every day. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's that's a really good book. I it's like one of my favorites. I think it's called. There's two of them. There's the art of um, the war of art, and then he wrote another one called Do the Work, and he talks about um, slaying the dragon. Essentially, is your mind every day you have to fight this battle and the battle is you're fighting a dragon and this is crazy foe that fire breathing whatever and you beat him the next day you're still fighting a fucking dragon yeah and it's still fire breathing and terrifying and whatever but you just know you can beat him so you fight it maybe a little bit easier yeah. and some days you might lose some days you fucking dragon wins and you get down yourself and you don't do what you should do that's fine but i think we assume that it's going to be an easier fight every day. Yeah. <laughs> it is not. Never gets easier. It's still a hard fight. You just get better at fighting it. I've been in the worst shape, and I've also been in the best shape while training for fighting. And you're still fighting that same dragon in your head. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Like, I can be in amazing shape. I can be in the best shape ever. I get on a treadmill, and there he goes. He mm -hmm. pops up, and I'm like, damn it. I got to be on here for 45 <laughs> minutes. I got like you just got to shut it down, shut it off, and yeah. just go get the work done, and yeah. you'll be all right. <laughs> That's great shit, man. Well, I appreciate your uh, your time, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing your fight. Thank you. Thank I you. think uh, good gems in here for sure. That um, again, perspective is is huge. I think uh, everybody offers some sort of unique perspective on fitness and strength, um, whether it's somebody who's crippled or somebody who is elite fighter in good shape it's like everybody has a perspective that they can offer and share with somebody and i think uh yours are really important and helpful today so thank i you. thank you sir thank you um and you guys if you see him around give him a little head nod say that you are watching him hopefully you guys see the fight you gotta come to the fight awesome if you guys see it on ufc fight pass cool if you don't whatever so yeah signing off absolute strength podcast uh later